Daily Ding. Thanks for starting your Thursday with us. I'm Zach Harper. I'm joined by Big Waz and Dave Schilling. Rob Lopez pushing buttons. Coming up on today's show, we've got Kyle Korver going back to Utah. Donovan Mitchell is better than the Nets. And Damian Lillard is a bad, bad man. But first, the Rockets are trash, everybody. My God, this team, Big Waz, Dave Schilling, Mavs 128, Rockets 108. No Chris Paul in this game, so we get a little bit of a caveat, a little bit of a of an excuse here. But Luka Doncic balled out. James Harden at 25 points, 17 assists, 11 rebounds, six steals, eight turnovers. None of it mattered. Devin Harris had 20 off the bench. This Rockets team just can't defend anybody. Was and after the game, Mike D'Antoni said their depth is a problem. Well, where does that depth issue come from, Was? Well, it comes from letting Trevor Reza go and not bringing back Luke Richard and Bamute. Because at the end of the day, you know how we use the word three and D for all these guys around the league who one either have no D or have no three or have or don't have both in the case of Caldwell Pope. Um, those two dudes were actually three and D dudes last year. They defended the hell out of the basketball, of course, along with Capella and PJ Tucker, and they made their open shots. And that made this team formidable. They had Chris Paul, the operating creator, as well as Harden. And neither one had to really, you know, shoulder that burden 48 minutes a game, right? And they had a perfect little beautiful thing going on. They thought they could replace those two guys with spare parts. Chris Paul's been injured. James Harden's been injured. And they just stink. That's just what it boils down to. Yeah, 100%. Dave, they went... 13 of 45 from three-point range tonight. That's 28.9%. And Harden got his numbers, but Eric Gordon wasn't that good. Uh, oh, forgot. Eric Gordon sucks right now. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Wow. Uh, wow. And, and the this Mavericks, is my turn the Mavericks, to speak. The Mavericks are just much better, Dave. Yeah, they shouldn't be because they're not a very good team. But it was really – like he said everything that needs to be said about this team. We say it every week every day that they play, that they, they gutted their team to save money. I don't even know, but like like they they were one of the best three point shooting teams in the NBA last year. One of the reasons why they almost beat the warriors in the conference finals. And now they're shooting below 30%. You can't do that. They were 65% from the free throw line. Yeah, this I mean, is, this, this is Lakers shoot. Style. They're supposed to be able yeah, to play some exactly. offense, and they can't do it. They can't defend. The offense is too inconsistent. It's not elite like it was, so it can't make up for the bad defense. And they play too slow. They just yep. do. Like, they play way too slow for the way that they want. They or the way they're designed to play now. Like, without Chris Paul in there, they should be running. James Harden needs to get his dribbles in, man. Well, James Harden, this is the thing guys got to remember. James Harden has his Supermax. James Harden won an MVP, so I guess his Adidas incentive has kicked Adidas in. Adidas money kicked in, yeah. James Harden doesn't have a damn thing to worry about, fellas. But, he, but <laughs> doesn't he want to be a champion, Was? I'm a champion at the bank. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's a swag champion. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But, Zach, like, what, what are these guys? I know people are saying they got to make a move. They got to make a move. What kind of move are they going to make that's going to actually, like, get this team on a 50-win trajectory again? There's, there's no move, man. There's not. Like, the move was Eric Gordon... Ford first round picks for Jimmy Butler. Right. And they offered Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris plus the four picks for, for Jimmy Butler, but they wouldn't give up Eric Gordon and they certainly weren't going to give up PJ Tucker, which I get, but like, it's going to take something to get the. And so if you're going to, if you're going to go get a player, man, you have to get off two, three of those first round picks and they will, they'll give up a first round pick for somebody. 
But that, but this team, like they, they need to go get someone like they need to go get a guy who can play both ways. And, and I don't, I don't know that those guys are readily available or will be readily available. Uh, yep. Other game of the night, Bucks 116, Bulls 113. Surprisingly a good game tonight. It shouldn't have been. The Bucks should have blown them out. Chris Middleton hit the game-winning three as Eric Bledsoe kept the possession alive, tapping out an offensive rebound to Malcolm Brogdon, who then found Middleton, hit it with a couple seconds left. Giannis, 36 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. He dunked everything. And it didn't matter who was in his way. He just found ways to dunk everything. Zach Levine and Jabari Parker both had 24 points. Uh, Ryan Artediakono, did I say that correctly? At 22 points. Uh, that's a, it's not a made up player. That's a real guy. Uh, but Zach Levine is really struggling from deep right now. Team only made 29% of their threes. Zach Levine's hitting like 30% for the season. He was two of six tonight. Dave, what's wrong? What's wrong with Zach Levine? Uh, he's not that good at basketball. Oh, but he can <laughs> be able to shoot. He can shoot. That's his, that's his definitely like bankable asset. Right. I mean, it wasn't, it was before the knee injury. Yeah. I don't know. Waz, he's are you worried not, about the bucks? And by worried about worried the bucks, about, are you worried about the bucks? What I mean is, are you worried oh, about the Raptors mean, playing oh, the bucks? Best, should the best team in the Eastern conference, my Toronto Raptors be worried about the bucks? Not really. Yeah, all right, lost them. Not, not, not really. But I, you know, I think the Bucks have already shown themselves, most importantly, what they're capable of, and so that's why you see them having close games with the Bulls and you know a, a little lull here and there. I think they've already shown themselves, like man, we're we're pretty good, and so they they don't come out with the same like you know fire out the gate like they did to start the season to up their point differential and all that stuff. But I wanted to talk about Zach Levine. Uh, towards the end, to, not towards the end, but down the stretch of this game, he got doubled up top off of the screen. It was it was Ilya Sova and somebody else, and he split the double team a yeah. la Wade. Man, is that something he's doing all the time now? Was just he, that was just him out of his body because I don't watch the Bulls much. Sorry, guys. No, no, he's 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 taking guys off the dribble now. He's figuring out those traps and he's he's attacking the basket a lot. You know, a lot of his game in the past was. He'd either shoot a three or he'd pump fake and take that one dribble pull up. He's attacking the basket now. He's finding angles. He found and Jabari he found Jabari for yeah. that M one. Uh, I don't think it was M one, but that dunk on Giannis's head. Although yeah. you know that shouldn't count. Giannis was help defense. That was Chris Middleton's blown assignment, by the way. But he made the know. three at the end and made up for it. It still ended up on Giannis's forehead, so I don't know. Yes. Shovel Jabari dunks it and a foul. Ooh. Boy, is he. Does anybody That's know how to post videos? <laughs> My goodness. He had some hops there. What's this pass, first of all? Gets up in the air, gets Giannis out of the way, and then right here, boom. Chris Middleton was late getting over. See, this is this is the problem when people don't watch the whole play, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> they just see the cool play. Oh my God! Giannis got his head dunked. Or no, he helped. He helped. I'm just here for the, I'm just here for the highlights, okay? I'm just here for the highlights too. Hey guys, tonight's FanDuel back-to-back Wednesday challenge is over, but that doesn't mean you can't play again because next Wednesday we're going to have another one. You just go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's B, the number two, and B again. You sign up for an account. You put $5 in your account. 
FanDuel is going to match that with a $5 bonus in your account, and you get to play with B2B listeners every single Wednesday. You win that night. You get to come on the mailbag, come on a show whenever you want to. The next time you get to ask us questions, you get to hang out with us on the mailbag, get to make it part of your experience. You're not just listening anymore. You get to participate. So go to FanDuel.com slash B2B, sign up, deposit, and win big. All right, let's go to the news of the day. Kyle Korver is going back to Utah, traded by the Cleveland Cavaliers to the Utah Jazz for Alec Burks and two second-round picks, one of those belonging to the Washington Wizards. The Jazz get a much-needed boost from the three-point line. They're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league this year. No one's really hitting for them. Uh, Jake Crowder's taking way too many three-pointers. So now Kyle Korver gets to take some of those shots. Alec Burks was actually playing really well for them, and he was one of their better three-point shooters. But Burks just doesn't fit into their long-term plans and neither does Corver. So you might as well upgrade the position with a shooter. Uh, the okay. Cleveland Cavaliers get to replenish a couple of second round picks because they owe a first round pick to the Atlanta Hawks when they got Kyle Corver. But if that is top 10 protected over the next two years, if it doesn't convey, then it becomes two second round picks. So it's kind of a wash in that respect. Cleveland gets to replenish some, t- some, uh, some picks here uh, was in terms of the jazz adding Kyle Corver. How much do you think this affects them? I think, of course, it affects them. They really only have two shooters when you sit and think about Well, now they have two shooters. They got Corver and they have uh, Angles. But yeah. other than that, like, it's a bunch of guys who aren't uh, reliable three-point shooters. It's not that Ricky Rubio can't hit a three every now and again and Spider Mitchell isn't getting, like, you know, better. But these guys aren't reliable threats. They're not people that scare the defense. If anything, man, those are the guys, they want shooting threes on a regular basis. So getting more shooting was an imperative for these cats, and they they got it done. As far as Alec Burks is concerned, man, I've been a fan of his since the beginning because he was somebody nobody could stay in front of. You know, he got his he got his handle up a little bit. Um, he as you mentioned, he was shooting better this season. I always liked him as a as a prospect as a guard, but once they got Spider Mitchell, he became kind of redundant. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. Do you do you think that this can kind of fix the problems of Utah, or is this run deeper? I mean, it's he's not going to fix their defense. They still their defense isn't bad. That's the thing. Everyone's saying, oh, their defense is struggling. The defense is like middle of the road, but it's not elite anymore, and that that doesn't make up for the offensive in, inefficiencies. Yeah, I mean, Utah has historically been one of the better defensive teams in the NBA, and it's kind of shocking to see them not be at that level. Um, but at the same time, Kyle Korver is the kind of shooter that can draw defenders, that can open things up for players in in the uh, in the paint and, and make it a little bit easier for them to get buckets. I mean, if you don't have any shooters like the Lakers, it's going to be really hard to score uh, because you don't have to double team anybody. I do worry about uh, Rodney Hood now because he had kind of escaped Alec Burks taking his minutes and now now they're back together again. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they can push him. But I, I, I do wonder how they, you know, because they, they have Colin Sexton already and he's going to have the majority of the, you know, the usage there. Rodney Hood, I think, can still be a nice player in the NBA. I think, you know, he had this weird downturn last year after the trade. Burks needs the ball in his hands a lot. Jordan Clarkson, my God, needs the ball in his hands a lot or just refuses to give the ball up. So I don't really know how that usage it's not like they're trying to win, but they still have to develop guys and, and up players trade value. So I don't know how they do that was. I just want to say, man, that Utah team, the last time that Derek favors was actually um, not injured, right? Like he can, he's come back from injury and he's played, but he's not the guy that would 
put you under the basket and dunk it on your head anymore. But that team with Burks, with Rodney Hood, with Gordy Hayward, with Rudy finally coming into his own angles, that was such a fun team. Joe Johnson was, playing stretch four. Please don't, please don't, oh, call, don't, don't, please don't call him. About hold Joe. on. Please don't call him Gordy. Okay. <laughs> you know, that drives me insane. Uh, Dave, how do you, do you think Alec Burks and or Jordan Clarkson make it through the season as a Cavalier? Absolutely not. I mean, I definitely think Jordan Clarkson especially has a future somewhere else. I mean, he is a guy who can score points, whether or not you like the fact that he goes cold at very crucial times in important basketball games, or he's not a very good defender or he's kind of lazy. uh, He can score. And that is a valuable asset for any basketball team. So he's going to be gone. I don't know who really needs somebody like Alec Burks, but you know, again, there's gotta be, there's, there's gotta be, a market for somebody like that. I just don't know who it is right now. I think uh, Alec Burke, I think he would look good in what you would call in Charlotte. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need guys who are going to attack. Threaten the freaking paint, dude. My Lord. They got one guy that can do it. Yeah. And that guy's Cody Zeller. Uh, other news from the NBA. Steph Curry is going to be back on Saturday, guys. We can calm down all the terror and all the chaos in Golden State. He will be back Saturday, according to Steve Kerr. He was hoping to make the game Thursday night against Toronto, but uh, will not be back for that game. Said he wanted to play against the you know one of the best teams in the East, or maybe he said the best team in the East. I'm not quite sure. Maybe he thought Milwaukee was going to be there that night. But the Warriors need to get back to dominance. They need to get rid of all this chaos, and uh, and it'll be good to have. I'll just say it: the most impactful player in the NBA back on the court. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, he doesn't jinx himself by screaming, "I'm back." I'm back when he comes back. Because remember, he ended up, like, getting injured and playing really shitty throughout the playoffs and all of that. Like, let's get him not to um, jinx himself this time. Dave, Steph Curry, good or bad? You know, the jury's still out. (laughs) Ask me me on Saturday. Let's see how he does against an elite team like the Pistons. All right, guys. Saturday, March 2nd at the Middle East in Boston. Tickets are on sale to the general public. If you were hoping for a VIP ticket, they are sold out, but maybe you can find one for resale in our Discord. But general admission is available. Get your ticket soon because they will go fast. The New York show that we had in October, that sold out two and a half months in advance. The LA show that's coming out in January, that sold out three months in advance. We've got a few months until this Boston show, but tickets won't be available for long. So go to Count the Dings Twitter account, go to Jade Hoy's Twitter account, and get those tickets. All right, let's get to the other games from Wednesday night on a big slate. We had the 76ers 117, the Knicks 91, Joel Embiid 26 points, 14 rebounds, 7 assists. J.J. Redick had 24 points, and he was actually the point where this game got out of hand because it was first quarter, it was tightly contested, and then J.J. Redick got hot, and after that, it was over. Ben Simmons had 14 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Jimmy Butler only 7 points, but they didn't really need him. Hazonia and Cantor both had 17 points apiece. Jazz 101, Nets 91. Donovan Mitchell, 29 points, five rebounds, four steals. He outscored the Nets by himself in the fourth quarter, 14 to three. Jazz still can't shoot from the outside, 32% from deep in this game, but uh, stellar defense in the fourth quarter. Spencer Dinwiddie led the Nets with 18 points. Rudy Gobert, 23 points, 16 rebounds, four blocks. Dave, that Rudy Gobert can flat out hoop. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, tonight, I think you really saw his footwork come into its own in the post. He was doing things uh, down there that I have not seen him be able to do consistently for a long time. And hopefully with Kyle Korver as a three-point threat, he's going to be able to have a little bit more. Uh, or he's going to draw double teams and get some space for Korver to shoot. That's yeah, what I his, wanted to say. And his positioning on on just offensive rebounds and just everything around the basket just so improved. Hornets 108, Hawks 94. I mean, this game did exist. Jeremy Lamb had 22 points. Kemba Walker had 19 points. Cody Zeller had 19 points. Trey Young with 18, but the Hawks, they shot 34%. And the thing, here's the thing about the Hawks. If they don't have John Collins on the floor, they're literally unwatchable. And I can't believe that's a sentence that makes sense in 2018, but that's the case for this Hawks team. Also Timberwolves 128, Spurs 89. That's gotta be a typo. It's not a typo. Carl Anthony Towns, 16 points, 11 rebounds, five assists. DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge each had 10 points. The Spurs had a nine-point second quarter. That's when this thing got really out of hand. Derrick Rose, 16 points off the bench. Uh, Tom Thibodeau said Rose is playing like an all-star. Robert Covington had 21 points, nine rebounds. And the plus-minus of the night at plus 44 in this game. Uh, by the way, the Minnesota Timberwolves, since the Jimmy Butler trade, Best defense in basketball. Actually, I'm sorry. The, the thunder rounded that out for about nine minutes tonight. The wolves had the best defense in basketball, but now they just have to settle for second best since that trade. Pelicans 125, Wizards 104. These Wizards still suck. I know they had a couple of games there for a week, but this Wizards team's still bad. Anthony Davis, 28 points, 15 rebounds. Drew Holiday, 29 points, seven rebounds, five assists. John Wall had 17. Beal had 16. Uh, Kelly Oubre and Markeith Morris both had 22 points. But this, man, was this Wizards team, like they just can't get out of their own way. They, they, they get our hopes up and then they bring them back down even further. And then they get our hopes up and they just find a way to blow it every time. You know what this Wizards team reminds me of? We've all seen that war movie where your fellow soldier just got shot in the gut and he's gargling his own blood and he's, you know, his eyes are rolling in the back of his head and the felt the soldier next to him goes, let me put this guy out of his misery and just shoots him <laughs> in the head, right? So that yeah. we, he could just stop the suffering. That's what Ernie Grunfeld needs to do. Blow it up. Get him out of here. Get a deal done. Just end this already, dude. Instead, we're doing the gangster movie where they're just like, Taking off your finger and, <laughs> and they're torturing them. Yeah. <laughs> they're pulling That's off fingernails, they're breaking team. fingers. Yeah. That's what's going on you with the team. Like in Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. Exactly. Every, it's Michael Mann and Reservoir Dogs. That's what this is. Michael right now. Mann? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. We don't have time for me to explain how you're wrong. All right. Thunder 100, Cavs 83. Russell Westbrook, 107th career triple-double, ties Jason Kidd for third most all-time, 23 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists. Colin Sexton had 21 points and 10 rebounds, but it, nothing the, the Cavs really exactly. did mattered in this game. What's really up? quick, I know we're supposed to speed through this, but when you said 107th uh, triple-double, it just reminded me of how like flippant we are about triple-doubles. It sounds like something I'd say like, yeah, Russell Westbrook just had his 107th triple-double. Who cares? Not a big <laughs> deal. Only just sounds so random. Just third all-time. Not yeah, a big not, deal. Not of the season, was. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, the Thunder have the best defense in basketball right now, and, and they've just dominated. And they don't even have Andre Roberson back yet. Once he gets back, it's going to get even better. Blazers 115, Orlando Magic 112. Aaron Gordon out in this game thanks to back tightness. Damian Lillard, 10 three-pointers made in this game. 
Uh, that's a franchise and career high for him. Lillard had 41 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Nick Stauskas, 18 off the bench, five made threes. Nikola Vucevic, 20 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. We're never talking about him again on this pod. I'm so sick of this. They don't a one possession game for two minutes. They don't run a single play through him. What did they do, Dave? They turned the ball over time after time. And when they didn't, they set up Terrence Ross to take the big shot. Honestly, watching the Orlando Magic there in the last minute of that game was torture for me. And you have no stake in the, in this game. I don't care. I just couldn't stand watching it. It was bad. I mean, they had like five turnovers on the last seven possessions or something like that. It was bad. It and was then bad. the referees gave him 0.9 seconds to do it one more time. Right, to do one more turnover. <laughs> Clippers 115, Suns 99 to round out the night. Danilo Gallinari, 28 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, Devin Booker and TJ Warren almost didn't play in this due to injuries and then ended up being on the court. Devin Booker had 23 points. And by the way, the Suns waved Isaiah Cannon before the game. He had started 15 of their 19 games coming into tonight. Uh, they still don't have a point guard, but I guess they're just good with Devin Booker running the show until they can try to find somebody. All right, guys, let's do line of the night. we got four candidates. We have James Harden with 25 points, 17 assists, 11 rebounds, six steals, eight turnovers in a loss. Westbrook with his 107th triple-double was 23 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists. Giannis had 36, 11, and eight in a win over the Bulls. And, of course, Damian Lillard, 10 made threes, 41 points, eight rebounds, four assists. Dave, who's your line of the night? I'm going to go with James Harden just because I think it's funny that he had eight turnovers. Yeah, he had 11 11 the other night, so he's just a turnover machine right now. Waz, who are you giving the line of the night to? I'm giving it to Giannis, 36 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. And the reason why is because obviously that's a ridiculous line, but it's indicative of the type of season that he's having. And he's to the point now where, like, even if he's having a bad Giannis game, it's a good game. Like, he's incapable of having a bad game at this point. He's so damn good, man, because he's constantly pressuring the rim. He's playing solid defense all the time. He's the energy force of the team. Line of the night is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I just wanted to sh- show off just there. Oh, wow. How about that? Uh, <laughs> you know what? You may, you, may, you opened my eyes to this being so flippant about triple-doubles. I'm going Westbrook. 23 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists, 107th triple-double of uh, of his career. That, that matters. I know it's just a dumb round number thing that Ethan Strauss would say doesn't matter, but it, it, it matters. It's hard to do. Let's see it, Ethan Strauss. Get no, the up. rebound part exactly. is not hard to do because as soon as Russell Westbrook's not playing, Steven Adams gets 25 rebounds a game. <laughs> so it's like, we know what's going on, bro. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for waking up with us. By the way, check out Tuesday's back-to-back episode, The Basketball Buds, and look out for Nerder She Wrote coming out on Thursday. We've got the BOMM podcast with NBA veteran Anthony Morrow this week. Check that out on the new feed. Rate it, subscribe it, review it, do all that good stuff. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review this show, The Daily Ding, as well as back-to-back Key and Fahey's NFL Pod, The Interceptable with Zach Harper and, of course, The House of Strauss. Thanks for waking up with us. Go brush your teeth, go eat some breakfast, go to work, then enjoy the weekend. Take Friday off. Enjoy the long weekend. Enjoy the long weekend.